Guys, welcome to another episode of Into the West Comics. My name is Frank. Sunny is here. What to do, baby? How we could do? Oh, oh. The hot dog Paul is here. Hey. What to do, baby? Don's over there. Uh, Uncle nephew Shane is here. What to do, baby? For the very first time, uh, feels like it's overdue. Please welcome our special guests. Um, you know them from the uh, weekly top 10 hot trending list on YouTube. Just about everywhere on YouTube, these guys are. Uh, you know, inspiration for kind of what we do here. Absolutely. They're, uh, you know, venturing off into becoming collaborators and uh, creators for the first time, um, working with Ben Temple Smith. Please welcome Comic Tom 101 himself, Tom Garcia, and Fire Guy Ryan. Ryan Sargent, gentlemen, how are you? Yo, what's looking, brothers? Oh, and Comic Butch is here. Graced us with his presence. And he's very grateful that you uh, had us on. Thank you. Absolutely. Boom. Still in the show over there. Meow to you. (laughs) (laughs) Meow, meow. Not today. Uh, he's he's not down. Um, guys, um, tell us a little bit about how this book came together. What what was the process of the book uh, taking shape? The book is called Crash Down, July fifth. Uh, the FOC for it is June fifth. So everybody's got time. I've already reserved my copy, but we uh, you've got you've you've got some time to uh, get to your LCS and uh, put your name for put your name down for it. So uh, guys, tell us about the process. Take the stage. It's been a fun grind um, up until this point. We covered um, Whatnot Publishing's launch last year at Denver Comic-Con. We flew down, interviewed multiple creators. It was a brand new, exciting time. Um, and Whatnot was like firmly positioned at the, the heart of the convention with a stage and given a breath of fresh air to the comic book um, readership and collecting community. And um, we, we set up in a hotel room and did our best and, and did the first podcast with all these creators and got uh, a chance to like preview the comics that were coming out and meet the publisher heads of the company. And, you know, at the end of the, the, the podcast, they, they mentioned, hey, you know, we know that you were interested in doing a comic book. I had already been in talks with Ben Templesmith to do something for a while. Cool. And I was like, wait a minute, oh, there's an opportunity for us to like team up with a publisher, a brand new one. And, you know, we turned out it was kind of like, you know, we were interviewing them about what they were doing. But now in retrospect, I came out of it having like, you know, interviewed them as our publishing company. So cool. um, since then, um, we we debuted our first couple pages at New York City Comic Con. I brought this guy in because, you know, it's, it was a, a lifelong goal of his. And, you know, I, I thought we can do something fresh, something new together. And there's a lot of uh, creative teams that I like. So I thought maybe we can, you know, start our own creative team here. That's and right. since New York, we hit the ground running, coming up with ideas and working with Ben and Michael Calera, our editor, um, who, who's head of Whatnot Publishing, um, Massive Comics. Um, and yeah, you know, we've, we've just been working all year on it and it's a three issue series and we've been, um, newly granted a one shot as well. So it's Ooh. actually going to be four oh, different issues. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. They, they must like it because yeah. they want us to do more. So that's very a good exciting. sign for sure. That's very cool. That's really cool. So what this, was some of like some of the inspiration that you guys got from this? I mean, whether it be like TVs, shows, books, writers, uh, kind of going into all of this. There's uh, a pretty big list. Uh, I always <laughs> like to think of it as like uh, movie and TV influences for, sure. for me primarily. And then comic books are kind of secondary, at least as far as uh, the horror DNA of Crashdown. But the big one for me is Lost, the TV show, in terms of like structure and uh, narrative focus and mystery and the way it peels back layers as the show goes on. Okay. So Lost is definitely a huge influence. There's a, 
several Easter eggs that we planted oh, throughout this book oh, too. Nice. So if you if you are familiar with Lost, you might pick up on Absolutely, some for sure. funny nods. Uh, Alien is a big one. Nice. Uh, the Mist, Stephen King, yeah, great, yeah, great book, great yeah. movie. Uh, the works of H.P. Lovecraft in general is also a big part of it. Uh, we love the movie The Ruins. It's also a really good book. Nice. Really creepy body horror movie mm-hmm. slash book. That's also in there, too. Okay. What am I missing? I think you wrapped it all up, you know? Maybe a little Event Horizon. Poquito. Oh, That's true. That movie's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That movie's <laughs> crazy. That movie's off the wall. Yeah, it's not going to be a very lighthearted comic. Oh, my favorite. That's my favorite. Um, so... Tell us a little bit more about like the process for putting this book together and getting to work with someone like Ben Templesmith, who um, on my radar, the most recent thing that he was working on was uh, he did Batman, Superman, and the Authority with uh, Grant Morrison and Philip Kennedy Johnson, a uh, friend of the show. Oh, man. So uh, what was it like working with him? What has it been like? And how did you get in contact with him? And just how did that turn into what it turned into? And what are your hopes for the future working with him and others? Um, Ben has been a, a good friend. I've been calling him a, a good friend long before this uh, comic book ever started. Um, we teamed up to start doing variant covers, and I've been a big fan of uh, Ben Templesmith since I was like a teenager. He lived up here in Washington for a number of years, him and his, uh, his, his wife, Ashley. So going to Emerald City Comic Con every year, doing all four days, doing the hunt, you know, and, and, and comic grind, um, he was always a very approachable creator and given that he was like always a celebrity to me because i'm a big fan of 30 days a night and fell and criminal macabre and wormwood um these types of uh books but also being able to go and see him anytime i wanted to and him being so welcoming it was just like a it's like a creator i felt like i knew because i did you know he recognized me he knew who i was and then like the channel started and and we started doing stuff together a little bit more and more we started making variant covers so that was like one of the first big things that we did is like oh you know i can actually make my own variant uh ben (laughs) would you do it for me so um we got him on the boys and then it just it took off from there you know we've done so many covers together and that started a friendship you know um and you know, just like go to his place, hang out, and and you know, chill in his studio, and go through his artwork, and drink whiskey with him, and or scotch. He's a scotch guy. I was gonna say, um, I love scotch. He loves scotch. <laughs> um, and then doing like conventions with him, and, and streams with him on whatnot and what have you. So, um, he had actually mentioned, he's like, yo, if you ever ever thought about like doing a book, and I told him like, oh, dude, it'd be like a dream of mine to do it. For he's sure. like, yo, well, you should write one. I'll draw it. And oh, he said it like, dope. you know. I didn't know if he was being serious. Right, or it was right. the scotch um, talking. Kind of became, like, <laughs> became like an inside joke a little bit. Like, you know, he he just kind of gave me crap for not starting. It's like, do whenever you get to your book that you're going to do. So it, I, I mentioned it to a handful of people like, yo, Ben's down to do it. And, you know, then it's just the grind of like, you know, I got to pay for it. And you got to go get it, make it. Yeah. I've never written anything before. So anytime I start a process like um, something new, I take it very seriously. I kind of get obsessed with it. And I go down the the rabbit hole of like, you know, research and, and and interviewing people and getting their input on how to how to do it better and 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 uh, to kind of perfect the craft. Um, so when this whole thing landed with whatnot in Denver, we had already discussed ideas and and a lot of the process up until that point was learning what he would like to do and and the best route to go. He had provided me a bunch of scripts from some very popular comic books, um, and just like how he's worked with other creators and you know hey this is 
you know, this is how this creator worked with me on this book. This is how we made this. This is how Steve Niles did it. But then this is how, you know, Warren Ellis did it. And they were all different. And then he told me how he liked to do it and um, what, and, and learning his process and then also his scripting process for his own independent books. Cause he's done all this stuff as, himself as much as working with uh, other creators from lettering to penciling, to drawing, to, to writing, you know? So yeah. um, by the time we got to Denver, it was already kind of in the works and I was practicing and, and, and making scripts myself. And I had, a, I had a bunch of ideas out of a couple first takes. And then I <laughs> went to this guy afterwards and he was like, yo dude, here's some of my ideas. And also you want to just do this with me? Cause I, I, it's just, it's so much more fun doing it with someone and yeah. I got my best friend doing it. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of some of his early ideas. So I'll put it that way. Well, it's nice to have a friend who's able to tell you something like that. It's easier coming from someone you know and you trust than coming from someone because I'm sure it felt like your baby in a lot of ways. Yeah. And having someone you don't know or maybe just some random editor be like, Yeah, I don't like this, get it out of here, or something like that. It's much easier to take that kind of constructive criticism from someone you know and you love and you have a wonderful one relationship. One of your boys. <laughs> uh, this this is a a, a three issue limited series is it not well, and uh, then the one shot. one shot for. oh it's a, it's a one shot is there anything you'd like to expand on with it in the future is there any kind of uh, uh you know do you want to do, expand on it or try to do anything else uh concerning it with it or what's up absolutely yeah 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 this was we learned while writing this we knew all along that it was going to be a three issue thing and then as the scripting process kept going we we're like how long is three issues? That's not enough. Right. We need more, more room for this. Yeah, for sure. And so then we started thinking about like, okay, well, I guess we can maybe tell this portion of the story. If we do well, this could be some sort of side story, sequel slash prequel, zero issue type thing. And right. then this over here, that's that's too cool to just leave on the cutting room floor or just mm -hmm. skip right past. So yes, short answer is yes. There's um, <laughs> multiple different areas we could see this going nice. beyond the first three issues. And then the, I think the one shot is just the first uh, the first step. Yeah, like the, as far as when we assembled the first um, the first arc, we had like a huge list of ideas of like where we wanted to go with it, with some ideas of, you know, an overall narrative. But it's just how we get there, you know, and and like what, how much of the time on the ship do we show? On the planet that's dying, do we show? On the new planet that we're gonna go to, you know, um, what kind of flashbacks are we doing? How what kind of character development can you do? Because with horror, it's it's a little tricky because you gotta have a whole lot of chaos and a whole lot of bad stuff happen. Um, sure. But it's only as impactful as the um, investment of the reader, you know, as far as like that balance of, is there enough character development so that when this person does have an untimely demise, that it actually is impactful and scary and like kind of, you know, you, you leave the comic with it a little yeah. bit. And that was kind of the goal from the beginning. Hereditary. Yeah. Oh, that's another sure. movie. Yeah, that's a gigantic a influence in terms of like, spending all this time with these people and like getting to know them and yeah. really feeling their pain and their family struggle and then getting into oh, the man. horrific stuff that happens in the back half of that movie oh, but right. there was like a, a point where we had so many different ideas and we, we had then we started and we, and we kept going and then pages in we're like well you know what this idea that we thought could be another comic book because that's that's what ends up happening you're like yeah. oh that's actually really cool but it may not be crashed down that yeah. could be something else and then mm -hmm. we just kind of table it we would end up going back and, and sourcing stuff for multiple, you know, paths that we could have taken on a like a fresh IP and then incorporated it into Crashdown. And then, yeah, you know, kind of we mixed it all together and, and, and now it comes out in, uh, in just a couple months. That's so crazy. Yeah. 
that's all super exciting and i know from some of my time in school and stuff you write these scripts but the script is the tip of the iceberg there's always so much more underneath it where you have entire character outlines and almost like world building for the place you're at and just so much more goes into what you actually finally see in the final product and so for you guys to be able to have the opportunity to tell the tip of the iceberg but then have all this stuff underneath that if this goes well which i'm sure it will and we all hope it will we'll all be reading just to have all those other stories that you can mine from because you're right when you're putting something together you have all these other ideas and just to have the outlet that you guys have is inspirational and really cool to see for sure 100 percent. that's really nice to say paul um and it's uh yeah it, it was definitely like one of the funner parts of going through this is seeing just how much uh, how creative our team actually was i, I think i underestimated it you know and he, <laughs> i i definitely underestimate underestimate underestimated myself you know um Use, it's like you're using a different part of your brain when you're thinking of like making a comic. It's different reading comics to get, you know, after you've written one. Uh, wouldn't you say the same? Oh, yeah. No, I'm very now that I'm uh, now that I've had experience writing a few scripts myself at this point. It's like I'm paying way more attention to like word balloon placement and mm. pasting an issue and counting pages myself and seeing how many pages these guys are getting their stuff done in and <laughs> what sort of cliffhangers are you doing and what what is the final image on a page? What is the very first line of dialogue in this issue? There's a whole bunch of things you got to factor in and, and put into the stew, if you will. Yeah, it's super interesting because I, I didn't even think about it like that. Like, you know, when you're reading something, you're getting invested into the story. But uh, having to create something, like you said, what's the first image or the first couple words? I feel like that would probably be the most tedious thing I would go back and forth over is just trying to make whatever the little part perfect, you know? Oh, it's definitely like that for sure. You know, there's, <laughs> a, there's this part of the process of like knowing where you're going to go, but then not realizing the amount of work it's going to take to get there. Yeah. Well, we'll hit the table and be like, all right, let's just crank out these, like the scene. Cause we know the scene we have it. We have a rough draft built. We know what they're going to say. We know what, what we need to accomplish. And then you, you get stuck on one panel, you yeah. know, like, wait, yeah. how, how are they going to talk to each other? If they're standing in this way, if yeah. this person's on this side of the room, isn't there a rock over there? And then we're like, breaking out a whiteboard and we're like <laughs> we're, we're acting we're, we're taking on the characters no, now sure. and i'm like well he wouldn't say it like this wouldn't it be like in this inflection and then is there a better word we can say here so and the next thing you know you get one panel forward rather than three pages and it took hours we stopped using that whiteboard where did that whiteboard go <laughs> we definitely stopped writing in one went out to the store and bought a big whiteboard and a bunch of markers and came back and like plotted stuff out because it looks like doctor's handwriting, everything that well, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, I have this vision in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm thinking it'll look like. And I start doing it. Here's a map. And I'm like, oh, I, I understand now why I chose writing. <laughs> was, was, a, was the process smooth or was there arguments to be had? You know, That's like, oh, God. In there. Between us, there's been like a shocking lack of argument. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. No, I mean, if anything, it's more of just like getting our ideas out and yeah. it, it may be a little uncomfortable at times because we're both itching to get something done. And For when sure. your, your head's in the game like that, it's, it's like, I don't know, it feels like an important game, you know, like right. a sports game or something. And, and you're, you're just like, you're, you're itching to go and do the thing and the anxiety starts creeping in. And then you're like, you know, you, you start like worrying about like what you're doing. Is it even good? You know? And, but but no, I, very few times. I, I can't even remember really any time that we like disagreed. If we disagreed on something, it was more of just like how we communicate an idea, not necessarily right. what we're gonna do. Right. Um, but no, it's it's actually kind of the opposite. You know, I was definitely concerned about it because we're both creating something and we're both bringing our own 
uh, you know, thoughts into this mix. But um, when it really came down to it, and I've said this a few times, but it's it's like an idea will come up. Sometimes it's from me. Sometimes it's from him. Um, sometimes it's like half there, and then he's got half of it, and then we 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 mix it all together, and then you don't even really know how the idea started, but because it's so different than where we began, mm-hmm. that it really is a a, a team effort here. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I guess my next question is from the point you're at now where uh, FOC is in June to where you started about how long was that? Where did you guys like, what was the very, like, where did this begin and how long has it taken to get from where it started to where it is now? When was Denver fan expo last year? I mean, it would have been July, uh, yeah, July, August last year. And then New York was on October. So we had by New York, we had four pages printed in the ash can ready to go. So sometime between Denver and New York, we sat down and hammered out the idea. We started with those four pages and we actually started with the four pages. Yeah. Easy to figure out what the uh, most intense part of our first issue was. So we, uh, we put those in the preview ash can. And then after New York, we came back and started cranking out the rest of issue one. And then we've been going ever since. I don't think we've ever said that. Yeah. We've definitely started. I kind of forgot. Yeah. I honestly forgot. (laughs) We knew we had, we had a rough draft of the story. Right. Um, and we knew that there was going to be this sequence of four pages. So, we were thinking like, all right, well, we want to have something for New York because we were we we debuted the um, the announcement at New York City Comic Con on a panel with uh, Whatnot Publishing and at the time Heavy Metal, um, which is no longer happening. Um, but that's actually what really pushed us to get rolling so quick was that there was this opportunity because at the time Heavy Metal was teaming up with Whatnot Publishing. I don't know where like what's happening with that. They've had a lot of changes as a company, uh, both companies, but mostly Heavy Metal um, to the point where we're like, hey, you guys got to go do your thing. We're going to do our thing and let's mm-hmm. just not, I don't want to worry about what they were doing and how to hit deadlines that are- We were going to have to put issue one out in three parts, in three separate issues of Heavy Metal just to get our first issue out because that's oh, wow. the way heavy metal oh, works. Yeah. You do parts of a story oh. per issue, so like it's also just cleaner, I think, on, on yeah. this on this version. To do we were gonna try though, because we're big fans of heavy metal. Like that's a huge opportunity, but um, but that's why we were hitting the ground running so hard early last, or rather at the end of last year. But really, the process it was over the course of the new year, and then literally up until today. Like we we were we actually just reviewed all the. Uh, prelims for issue two because issue two is oh, already nice. wrapped as far as writing goes and we're almost done with issue three um but the process is get the you know rough draft done world building and all the heavy lifting kind of happened prior to issue one because you have to know what you're working with yeah. you have to know where the where the story's going to go and that was also one of the big surprises too not surprises but like once you're doing it you're like oh wow issue one is probably going to be the the hardest one to do i think i think that's it's probably how it's been because you have to know all your characters. You have to know what's going to happen in issue three. You have to set up for issue three. Yeah. So you have to have the whole thing ready to go. And then you can actually hit the ground running with issue one. Issue two was a lot easier to write. Issue three, I think, is the easiest because we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, for the most part. No reservations on there. I think the climactic portion of issue three is going to be a little harder to write once we actually get to it. The outline phase is like, eh, this all happens at the end. And that's the end. Like, yeah, they have to get like, to the nitty gritty, you know? panel descriptions and page layouts and everything i think issue three is going to be a little more difficult than he's letting it seem well comparably to like issue one though it's uh, it's been a breeze because issue one was like oh geez <laughs> we have to know like all the names of everything right now and yeah. we have to know the size of the planet and we have to know like the timeline stuff like some things it's like oh it's in the future and you can work with that when you're like plotting 
But then it gets to the point where it's like, well, what are we going to put on the page? Like, what's the actual thing we we tell the reader? Because it's got to make sense. And yeah. then there's conversations that it's like, yo, just naming the freaking book was a big part of it. You know, like, <laughs> wow. well, Crashdown as a I'm name sure. took us way longer than yeah. <laughs> I'd like to admit. Um, but we needed to have that done before we could even announce anything. Sure. And we were actually writing the book clear into the multiple issues before we even had the name figured out. So. Oh, wow. So you guys are switching. You guys are kind of switching roles now. I mean, you guys do a lot of stuff with YouTube as far as books that were are are trending, the popular books. Uh, you guys partnered with Whatnot, which is a great move. I thought that uh, was it. John Paul, you did the thing with Ninja Funk that was like JPG. JPG. He he did, he was awesome with that. That was a great launch. We saw him in September. The timing for the cons down here was weird. They weren't full like a full year apart. So we got to see him and then saw him again in April. So it was like it was it was kind of weird that everything was out. The first trade I think is solicited. It's solicited the same previews. It's coming out I think in in July um for his that first trade for Ninja Funk. Ninja Funk was great. Um uh but I, I wanted to ask you guys now that you're switching gears you have like a you have you got different hats now. Okay. <laughs> now you're now you're the talent. <laughs> okay and you're you guys are you guys are walking into the cons and now you you guys are doing like you're you're the writers i mean what are some of those uh what's some of those inspirations for you guys as like the comic writers right now that you wanted to kind of i don't know, model your style after i guess i don't know there's i know because i know you're wearing that, the shirt you're wearing the shirt ah no we love that. i mean that's the big influence oh, right there yeah. for for me personally that's my favorite writer at the moment so uh, yeah, james tyne in the fourth when Jimmy it comes too? to horror comics right now, I don't yeah. think there's anybody doing it better. He's he's awesome. Also, you guys mentioned Philip Kennedy Johnson earlier. Yeah, I'm sorry. jealous. I love that guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's great. Two yeah, for me, right man. behind James Tynan. But he's I put Scott Snyder on my list. Yeah, oh, Snyder's the best. I put him on my list. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think yeah, Steve so, Niles, of course, and uh, a lot of Jimmy T, of course. Um, um, but yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of horror comics in general that. It's like it's not even as much of the creative team. It's more about the projects that they've done that have been inspirational. You know, it eats what feeds it. We've talked about a lot. It's Ooh. a three issue series of Scout that's really great that everyone should check it out. And uh, um, Unearthed was another one that I think resonated with both of us. The yep. recount over at Scout Comics as well is like a political thriller, but it takes place over the course of like a day over three issues. Oh, and cool. um, similar to our comic, um, you know, we kind of like we really like that idea, and we we kind of. Uh, we're inspired by that. So this is uh crash going to take place in like a couple days. You know, it's a, it's a moment in time that we're going to um, witness that these individuals experience. That's crazy. So, I mean, are we getting a big cliffhanger? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things. Oh, um, no. that, I mean, you know, he said lost. I mean, lost is a, uh, it's all about oh, bro, setting stuff up. Right. Um, and, and shocking you. But with horror for me, like I'm a, I'm a, as, as much of a comic fan, I am a horror fan and I have a love for Same. horror movies as well. It's a, yeah, that's what too. I do in like my, my, my downtime. If I'm working, I, I left the room the other day. Tom <laughs> was still in here doing a phone call or something. And I went out into the living room to go hang out with Butch and wait for him to finish up his phone call. And on the TV, there's this horrifying movie where somebody you watch somebody get stabbed in the chest like nine times. And it was on mute, by the way. And I don't know how to work his TV. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> watching like, this. What is happening? <laughs> and I have no idea what's happening. And I, uh, I don't I, even know. Where you, were you sleeping with that on? Or did that, were you just watching something? <laughs> that came over? I like putting horror movies on in the background. It's in the middle that... of the day. It's a nice sunny day outside. And someone just gets stabbed <laughs> death right on the screen in front of me. Oh, well, dude, that explains a lot. Well, actually. I was um, 
there was a point in between my, I used to work in banking um, growing like in my early twenties to late twenties. And then there was about a two year span that I took a job at Amazon hiring for like audio visual um, professionals. You know, I, I had to learn about AV and um, graphic designers, digital editors, things like that. So um, I was doing the onboarding for those individuals. I would like go to our, our institutes and meet like students um, who are trying to be audio engineers and like create a music career. And I'd go over there and be like, that's really cool. I like your beats, but yo, do you want to work at like a place where you can get insurance? <laughs> you know, like yo. I used to do that grind and I work from home doing interviews all day. And I really like horror movies. And for the first time I'm working at home most of the time. So I would just put a horror movie on and have it play while I'm like doing work. And then, Oh shoot, I have an interview mute. mute. <laughs> and there'd be like okay. Friday the 13th going all day. There'd be like, you know, just anything, anything that I like. I like a lot of like, um, first person camera, um, found footage found is, footage is one of my favorites. <laughs> um, so I just got used to just having like grotesque stuff on the screen as I'm like, so tell me about your work in your work history. Can you walk me through the floor? You know, and there's like this horrible stuff happening. So um but yeah, it's like carried over. I tried doing something similar a few years ago where I was like trying to really kickstart my writer brain where I would like go to sleep and I would put on my tablet, I would just like hit season one, episode one of like Boardwalk Empire or like Oz or the Sopranos and just turn it all the way down and go to sleep with that on. Like the the smallest possible volume I could. Didn't really do much. <laughs> yeah, he, he has an accent that creeps in every once in a while. Hey, there it is. <laughs> I got it. There it is. That's I love really it. Uh, well, guys, I've got so much stuff that I want to ask, but I mean, um, did you guys have? Uh, I mean, I'm jealous. I, I see that little uh, Ninja Turtle you got back there in that uh, background. Uh, is, uh, oh, I'm it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Yeah. Kevin Eastman, some original art. That was actually I, uh, gifted by Russ Wright. I was actually yeah, gifted maybe. one at work. He, uh, I, I saw him at my job, and he actually drew um, a Donatello for me. Or was it? Was it Mikey? Michelangelo? Donatello? So I have one. I have one hanging up in my office too. So I wanted to shout you guys out for that. I like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we're I'm, we're big TMNT fans over here. I actually got all the turtles tattooed on my arm and Shredder and stuff. Nice. Boom. I like that. Um, so eventually, uh, you know, whatnot's going to come calling. They're going to say, you know, get back in the lab. We want something else. We want the next thing. What would be the first idea? If you weren't going to do a horror series, what would be the first thing that you guys would want to jump into? Well, the one shot, I will say, we can't get into it too much, but we already have a loose script. We're, we're finishing issue three. We want this to be perfect. We're going to go through everything again, and we have a lot of work to do there. But the one shot, now that we know that it's for sure been granted, um, it's going to be different. It's going to oh, okay. be part of the same world, but it's definitely going to be different, and it's going to offer us an ability to write a unique horror story. Okay. Um, but I'll leave it at that. As far as like a completely different IP... Um, we have been since the beginning talking about doing a slasher and then world tree came out. They said no horror. Well, oh, they said if, no horror. If, yeah, if I, you I weren't going to do it. Oh yeah. I'm dude. okay with slasher. Oh, I'm a, I, I actually think like after going through this and I'm not a hundred percent, but I think I'm a horror writer and I don't think oh. I have any interest in writing anything else. Mm, I, 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 I may, like I may be, uh, limiting myself right now. And I also, um, may, say something different one day but for now it's hard for me to get out of a horror brain because yeah. this is what i've wanted to do forever right. and it's like oh everything i think of it, it literally starts with just the worst thing all my ideas start with like oh i, I, I tell somebody an idea and they're like 
Ugh. <laughs> oh, okay, that could be good. That could be good. That was you the know? reaction I wanted. <laughs> or it's really bad. Well, not ah, like like it's bad, but it's like, oh, that sounds really gross, or oh, that sounds no, yeah. very scary, or depressing, or sad. But um, but You're no, you know, I, I definitely yeah. would like to um to write a a superhero tale, but mm. with a horror twist. That'd be really Ooh. cool. I think that would be great. Like some the only th- other thing I'm even remotely qualified to consider creating is some sort of gangster thing. Organized crime. Crime. Brian loves mobsters. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Please I'm surprised like, there's not a Tony Soprano character that they find on this you know, <laughs> planet that we get to. That no, there's no human being. There's but. like a little, a little hidden organization of like some, some, some good fellas or something <laughs> yeah. in space. Yeah, it's That's like, it's like a big old... Uh, you know, it's like a like a gambling hall. Uh, you know, you throw like, that in there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this will show up eventually. Yeah, I'm sure it'll yeah. show up eventually. <laughs> That's all so, you do. so for the guys yeah. that don't, or wh- whoever's not aware of it exactly, can you give us bullet points about what the series is about for those of us that don't know what the series is about? All right, Ryan. You, I did it last time. You Ryan. did it last time. Yeah, Crashdown is a story. Uh, sci-fi. It's a sci-fi horror story. It's a love story. It's a love story, but <laughs> sci-fi not horror at all. love. It's a sci-fi <laughs> horror story <laughs> that takes place Sounds in the future good. on planet Earth after something has gone wrong with the sun and it turns red, like way too soon, which is going to happen at some point in the future, but probably after humans are dead. True. We didn't want to like research a whole a bunch of science <laughs> stuff. So we just, uh, for it's happening reasons, now. For <laughs> reasons, right. It's happening way too soon. Oops. But at this point, we have developed interstellar travel and we have developed uh, cryo-sleep technology. So um, using those two things, we have located uh, planets that can sustain human life. So our journey, our, our story, follows the journey of one of these ships going off to this planet full of frozen people. And when they get there, they wake up and go down to the planet oh, and try and that. start a new world. Mm. But it doesn't go well, <laughs> or does it? Oh, oh, it is. There is some love. In How there. do you define well? You know? I know, right? <laughs> well, there be cats in this uh, new. World. There's got to be one. There's got to be at least one. <laughs> you know what's fun is that Ben doesn't really like drawing cats. Is what he told oh, me. Because one of my ben. ideas had really big cats in it. Yeah, that was one of the ones Ryan didn't like. And You're as soon like, as I no. told Ben, he goes, "I don't want to. I don't like drawing cats." I'm like, oh, he probably well. didn't like it either. He just wanted to be nice. Yeah, to maybe, you. maybe he's like, he secretly likes wearing cats, but some other reason. Well, you bring up Ben, and my thought when you guys are talking about this because we've talked to Philip Kennedy Johnson about how difficult it is sometimes to find artists for books. Like he's got to create her own thing going on, and his uh, backed up right. He's backed up right now because he can't find the right artist. He's got a few ideas. How nice was it that you had an idea and you had the perfect artist for it off the rip and then you just had to put it all together. You didn't have to try to find the right guy for your baby. He was already there. Oh, geez. We got lucky. Well, he was there. And um, once Tom pulled me on board and said, we want to write a horror story with Ben Tubblesmith as the artist. From Mm -hmm. there, we sort of crafted uh, our idea around Ben as the central pillar. And we know that he likes to draw creepy squids and, 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 uh, (laughs) horror stuff and you know that's kind of where our brains already are anyway so it wasn't too hard to kind of throw it all and make a cosmic gumbo if you will but it worked out pretty well and yeah i don't know if any other artist could really do this the way that ben is and i'm excited for everybody else to get to see the things that we're seeing right now yeah he has a very fast process which in comic creating is very useful um but he's also really good at communicating fresh ideas um it's he's so easy to talk to um, one of the first, and I've also learned so much from throughout the process because there'll be times that we're maybe struggling with the page or, or just like how we communicate our vision. Um, maybe we think it's not, um, as 
loud as it needs to be. Maybe it's like kind of heavy dialogue and we need the art to kind of offer more of the umph um, to kind of push it through so that the, the you know, that the, the big reveal has even more impact. Um, and with Ben, it's like, you know, we can always lean on him. There was a point where we were needing to go back and write goals for each page because, hey, we have it all written out, but now let's go back now and read it like we want to write a damn good story, not just write plot points down. Right. And we put at the very top of the page like some goals for it. Hey, we got to make sure to say these characters' names. You know, Don't forget that because we don't say them later. Um, or um, we need to make sure that we highlight this character a little bit more because of something that's going to happen later. Or you know, this is a great time to communicate an idea so that we don't have to info dump, you know, let's, let's actually like spread out the important information so that it flows better. Um, but one of the bullet points on the top of the goal pages, and it was a consistent goal that we copy and pasted that never changed throughout it. Flex Ben's art. Nice. You know, because when it comes down to it, like he's going to think of things that we've never thought of. He's made so many independent comic books himself. He has a Patreon where he makes a new comic like every three to four months just for his patrons. Um, and it's a fresh comic and he just goes nuts, super quick. And it's very, very good every single time. So there have been times where we'll hit a roadblock and then we'll ask him and he'll have something to say that inspires us. Other times we'll hit a roadblock and he'll go, oh, don't even worry about that because I'm going to want to try a couple different ways. Maybe if instead of it being like this, we do it an aerial shot and from 30 feet away. And it's like, we would never thought of that. Right, yeah. we're not artists. Um, and then also we'll, we'll be like looking at a page of dialogue wondering how do we fit this in? And then Ben's like, oh, I got you. I do this for a living. So <laughs> it's been um, a big part of the process. And I think it jump-started our, our, um, our introduction to writing. That's um, cool. And it's, I think it's given, it's made us way more equipped going forward. That's really cool. So very like, cool. I'm going to think of some kind of crazy story and hit up uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson. Like, Hey man, one of these days, <laughs> <Right. so> you, <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. Would you be down? I mean, could you imagine? That would be dope. I mean, Wild. these guys got it going on it. The, the, you know, the sky's only the limit, you know? Guys, you got fans down here, man. This is like, uh, this is ridiculous. I've been, I've been, I mean, as soon as I heard this uh, get announced, I was like, I was freaking out. I was so happy for you guys. I mean, this is, this is really cool. I mean, it's, it's super thinking, inspirational. But I want you to sure. think about this for a second, Ryan. I want you to think about this for a second, Tom. You guys are going to be publishing your own comic book. You guys are going to be publishing your own comic book. That's crazy. It's like a huge, it's a huge deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a huge deal. <laughs> It is so cool, especially for some yeah. nerds. I'm nervous, too. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's understandable. Like it was, um, the nerves hit in, and then the work started, and it's so much more work than I thought. Like, I knew it would be a lot of work, <laughs> sure. but yo, it's been mo way more than I thought, and it's also given me a whole... I already respect the hell out of the creators in this industry, but now I'm right. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. These guys do this every month. And how and how many titles is Jimmy T writing right now? Like, holy smokes. Uh, I say you know, there was a, there was a, a tweet from Donny Cates. Uh, it was like a year ago, but there was a convention and he did all this stuff. And then he tweeted out him in the hotel lobby because I think um, at the time, you know, like, you know, he couldn't be in his room for whatever reason. It was like two or three in the morning and he was just writing at, in the lobby of the hotel. And it was like, yo, the grind doesn't stop. You know, yeah, this is what their real. their lives are like. Yeah. It's like you got to hit these deadlines, and if you're gonna keep up, you got to do it. So even if he was at a convention, and even if he just did all this promotion and all this work, he was still downstairs in the hotel lobby, just freaking typing away. And 
And I think about that as I go through this process, because there are times where we're thinking we don't have a whole lot of time to write. And next thing you know, we're having to like squeeze out an extra hour or two that we just don't feel like doing. Yeah. And um, that, that, that work has definitely kept us grounded, at least for me. But every time we get new pages, every time we see the next cover that comes in or we get the next update or we hear from whatnot, like, yo, we really like it. Like, holy smokes, like this is good. That gives me more excitement. And as we get closer, I'm definitely feeling it. That's cool. I've written multiple things in my career, in my life. I don't want to call it a career because nothing's happened with them. They've just been ended up sitting on a Google Drive somewhere. And that's how I'm used to my creative stuff going. Uh, writing and then just kind of locking it away somewhere and moving on with my life. And now that we get like, I remember feeling when we got the first cover art in for Ben, or we got some character preliminaries in, or we're getting rough thumbnail sketches for issue one, and here's the final art for issue one. And every step along the way, it just like slaps you in the face. Like, this is happening, get ready. Yeah, and it's real. Yeah, exactly. It's real, and I'm not really ready yet. <laughs> but I do appreciate your guys' support, and it's so cool yeah, to see 100%. that there's people excited about it, because... You know, like we make videos in a small room. We've been doing it for five years and we know that there's like diehards and, and we appreciate our fans so damn much. But when we're in a room by ourselves talking to a camera and it's and we don't do a lot of live stuff anymore, it's, uh, you know, it's always really humbling, exciting when we go to a convention and we get to see people, yeah. you know, it's like there's someone on the other end of this and it's a nice reminder. But like with this comic book process, it's like, you know, it's kind of got to do it and, and hope for the best because we did something that's like very creative, you yeah. know, like anyone who judges us on this, it's like they're judging our, our effort in writing yeah. and, and creating something fresh, not necessarily my opinion about a comic book or something. It's just a very different feeling. Mm. Um, so to see any excitement at all, it's just, it's a very special thing that more special than peeps watching videos that we make and put a lot of effort <laughs> yeah. into sometimes like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like there's someone excited about something we wrote and they're they, seeing a reaction from someone who maybe like read the comic a little early and they're like, yo, I can't believe what freaking happened. That's, yeah, That's crazy. Good, uh, and I'm like, people to read it early. And they're like, I want to wait. I don't want to spoil myself early. I'm glad you have people in your life who are willing to like, <laughs> read them like oh, I just make them do it. I'm like, oh, I need you to read yeah, this. We're and don't, and don't lie to me. People, you're like, I don't want to read it yet. Wait till it's, wait till it's out. I'll read it then. I don't know how to, how to interpret that, but okay, thanks for nothing. <laughs> like, you know how to read? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that kind of leads me into my final question is that uh, Ryan kind of mentioned it. Uh, he's written stuff before. You have stuff, ideas that you've had in a drive that are for your eyes only or for the closest people to you. How are you guys balancing the excitement of the, your LCS or whatever comic book shop or uh, whatever internet app you have to read comics? You're comic is going to get read by however many people your baby is going to go out into the world how do you balance the excitement of people seeing your story and the nerves around people seeing your story and how they're going to react to it oh yo it's that's an easy one um to answer it's kind of like funneled through needing to make sure that those who support are being taken care of it's about making sure that the retailers are empowered and that they have appropriate marketing on the titles that they're taking risks on, um, whether it's stores who are making variants or LCSs who are putting out orders. Um, you know, we just actually last weekend hit up like six local comic shops all within our area just to like talk to them, to let them know, hey, if you order this, we're going to be here to support. We'll come in with goodies, mm -hmm. uh, you know, giveaways. You know, I'm going to hook them up with variants, you know, that we make and just sell them, make money. Like, you know, maybe we can do a stream there do a free signing, just gift them things. Because 
you know, we sell comics ourselves. We know how hard this grind is. So to have any store take this on, oh, we're taking it very seriously. Um, one of the things that um, I got approved, whatnot, really liked the idea. But for every cover that comes out, we're making a video motion graphics, you know, small little video that accompanies the cover. That's so incredible. over on my Instagram page and on the Crashdown Instagram page, you'll see like cover A, like videos of motion graphics cool. debuting oh, Crashdown. So like every nice. week there's going to be some type of marketing from our team. Yeah. And that's actually, like, I would say probably one of the pitfalls of, of the comic industry is that it's so hard and so expensive. But so awesome once you, if you're able to do it and actually quite affordable when you think of other mediums. But it is very tough to do the creative of a comic book, the distribution and publishing of a comic book, and then marketing, which is as important as both of those things, isn't really handled by anybody. You know, like the publishing companies really busy doing the publishing yet you got distribution focused on making sure that the orders go out and the process is handled and then you got the creative team who's just like us stressing about every word on the page but then yo there's like things like this you know doing interviews of course and we're very grateful for being here grateful um, for you guys yeah you know, having us on but like beyond that lcs attention and, and and retailer attention and making sure that we are doing more that we're doing way more than enough because if we're not loud about it who's going to be loud about it. So um, it's more about empowering those who are going to market the book. And um, another thing that we did was actually offer those videos to be made on retailer variants that are signing up. So, you know, like for, I think, I don't think I've ever seen a, 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 a team offer that for retailers who do variants, like, oh, yo, make a cover, unique. give us the high res. And I'm going to pay an editor hundreds, hundreds of dollars to like create a video for your store and yeah. we'll put your logo on the store. Yeah. And then also we have our reach on YouTube. So any store that's like supporting our stuff, we're going to shout them out. We're going to make sure they get YouTube attention mm -hmm. and Instagram attention. Like we're going to go all out for everybody who supports it and really leverage the reach that we have. Um, you know, cause we're getting a lot of support, but like we got to pass that support on to those who are going to support oh, for the, sure. the actual project, you know? And we're definitely going to do our best to help that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You got some fans over uh -huh. here. We'll be t taking care of you guys on our side. That's for sure. Now, uh, well, yo, I would love to come back after you've read it, and you can tell us. Oh, how yeah. yeah, I want to come back. How, how it is? Period. Because I watched you guys' last episode <laughs> earlier today, and you were you were going on about the Oppenheimer trailer, <laughs> and I so, believe it was Paul that was talking shit about uh, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon and and Martin Scorsese, yeah. and I'm I'm looking forward to that movie. <laughs> it's just too damn long. You can come and yell <laughs> at Paul <laughs> anytime you want. Please yell at him. Okay. Why does everyone always want to yell we at me? Encourage yeah. us. I I we encourage it's, it's probably a me thing, right? Yeah, no, we encourage it. Oh, man. Um, like the guy said, you guys are more than welcome uh, anytime on the show. It'd be really awesome. And then even more so after we get to read everything. So we yeah. 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 yeah, guys, we're really excited for you. Congratulations again. It's uh, We're excited. It's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to get you guys out of here on this last question. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Awesome. How many times this weekend are you going to watch Fast X? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, out truth. <laughs> it's coming out Fast tonight, X. bro. I've still got to watch the last one. That's the car movie. That's the car movie. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's the car movie. Not to be confused with cars. Beast Wars or whatever the I was Transformers. Say, everyone is less and less about cars and more Literally. about you know, spaceships at this point. Literally. I don't know. But is Vin Diesel still part of it? Yeah. He yeah. is still it's, part it's of it. It's all about family, ever. bro. He can't do anything else <laughs> except that and Groot. <laughs> he, like, he caught a car in the last one. He caught it? He caught it. 
God. Wow. I tried to give those movies a chance earlier last year, and yeah, I was uh, a little disappointed in myself at how much I didn't hate them. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't make so many if they were yeah, terrible. Yeah, made all kinds of bad movies. No, you they're, know? they're pretty bad. Bad movies get made all the, the time. Ones but fantastic, after that. Fantastic Four. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of too many Fs. Fast and Furious is kind of stupid fun. I had, I had a good time. Yo, the Meg too. Do you see the trend yep. for that? Oh yeah, the trend. Are you hyped about the Meg? The Meg is so good. Have you never I seen? Can't it? wait. No. Yes. Oh, so this it's guy, awesome creature horror, dude. Come on. I knew we would be friends. Can't wait. Sharks, <laughs> guys. Shark. Again, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Congratulations again. We're very excited you. for you. The FOC is June fifth. The book drops right after we do fireworks, Sunny. Yeah. July fifth, the book's gonna drop in all your LCSs. Make sure. You go out and you pre-order Crash Down. Do it. Do it. Go do, do it. it. I already ordered mine. No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Do it. Guys, thank dope, you. Uh, we, we got a David Mack cover. It's definitely one of the, the pricier covers we, we commissioned, mm. and it's open to Either order. You know, We wanted to make some of these uh, some dope covers like available to everyone at cover price. So um, take a look. We got Ben T on all the covers. Mm. Um, and as mentioned, uh, David Mack, Johnny DeJardins. We teamed up with Illis Duminati, uh, Javon Jordan, and this is... Uh, he actually has his first comic book in previews, and it's a crash down incentive variant, which is oh, very wow. exciting. He's actually going to be on all three issues. Super cool. Um, we got some surprises up our sleeves, yo. And mm. uh, I may or may not have just received a battle damage prelim. I was going to say, you so. sent me something last night that was a little exciting. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Somebody yeah. getting stabbed. Yeah, we got some fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> guys, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank Come you back guys. and hang out anytime y'all want. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Have yep. a good rest Bye. of the day. That's Bye. awesome. Oh, those guys are cool. Um, that was awesome. That those was guys are rad. Fantastic. I, I'm really that's excited. Right, I'm excited to read this. I'm excited. Crazy. Uh, Paul, what do you got for the people? We got to get um, out of here. What do I got for the people? Um, first and foremost, follow them on all of their yeah. socials. Comic Tom 101 on sure. uh, YouTube. Comic Tom 101 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Fire Guy Ryan on Instagram. I apologize. I, I should have asked. I don't know if he's on any other platform. Um, but go give them a like, comment, subscribe, buy their Amazing. comic, support those guys. They're super nice. They took the time out of their day to come on our show and talk to us goofballs. Um, yeah. And also, if the spirit moves you, like, comment, follow, and subscribe all of our things into the West Comics on Instagram, into underscore comics on Twitter, into the West Comics on TikTok. Uh, find us on the audio platforms into the West Comics for Spotify, Apple Music, so on and so forth. And uh, follow Sonny's Feet Finder. Yeah. Damn it. You got to put that Feet Finder in there. This is lighting a fire under our butts. I think we should we should write a, a comic immediately. I think they're well. probably much more skilled than I am. <laughs> I think they're... I'm going to trust their judgment. We'll see. We'll talk about it. I'm telling uh, you, man. Um, I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the line with uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson and be like, in, in, in five <laughs> years. Not five years. In five years. I want, you know, I want something done, man. Two we got to do something together. That'd the be name crazy. of the comic going to be two on and two off. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, Shane, what do you got for the people? Once upon a time uh, in Mexico. Yeah. <gasps> hey, everybody knows that, uh, that my birthday wasn't too long ago. Uh, the fabulous Frank bought me this fine shirt. <laughs> uh, it was it's a David Bowie uh, Star Lord uh, ma mashup. Oh. It's a, just a beautiful gift. I love Frank with all my heart and soul, and uh, thank you so much, Frank. That and one more thing: the Queens of Stone Age has a new song out. Rock and roll is my business, and I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, it's called uh, Emotion Sickness. So go find Ooh. it on Spotify, uh, the YouTube's. The interwebs, 
Queens of the Stone Age, new song, Emotion Sickness. Check it out. Heard. I didn't know that he was like a music producer, kind of, you know, he's a pr- pr- yeah. music promoter. Oh, what? God. He does it oh. like every oh. show. <laughs> no, um, that's what I'm saying. He's just getting into it. I don't know. I'm really glad to uh, to have these guys on, and I'm, I'm really yeah. stoked to, that was to great. see, like I said, man, the inspiration's there. It really kind of shows you that, you know, some dudes, normal dudes, we can actually get some, sti- some things popping. Um, so Look it's out definitely for some, inspirational. It's super yeah. inspirational, so I'm yeah. glad for those guys. Oh, God. I'm, spi- <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, I'm thrilled for these guys. Guys, I mean, Sonny, I've told you, uh, uh, Tom and, uh, you know, all those guys up there, Russ Bright, he mentioned yeah. he's the owner of their shop up there, uh, Ryan, um, the, these guys are just, they're the real deal. Yeah. And um, they were part of the inspiration for us doing our YouTube thing. Yeah, man. I mean, they're they're part of the reason why we're doing this. Literally, right yeah, now. So, amazing. Um, it's, it's really cool to see good cool. stuff happen to good people, man. So I'm yeah. saying in five more years, you're, you're right. We could probably... <laughs> you know, you just think right about a five-year timeline. You know, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Five years from now, we're going to say, Sonny, what happened to the book? Like, I don't know. I gave up. I don't know. I went to Mexico. Or, or we're to at a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. It's true. Oh, wow. It's true, too. Guys, thank you so much oh, for taking man. the time to check us out tonight. Again, thank you to uh, yeah. Comic Tom, Tom Garcia, and Fire Guy thank Ryan, you. right? Sergeant, we appreciate you guys so much. Crash down June 5th is the FOC. It drops July 5th. So you got a couple more weeks if you want to get to your LCS and pre-order that. Make sure you go and do that. Uh, we will see you next week. Be on the lookout for more videos coming out in the next few days. We've got Run It Back. We're all Star Wars, baby. We're yep. doing Star Wars. Um, it might be Taco Time in America. I don't know. We might go see the uh, Nazi oh, yeah. Zizu Nazi movie. Zizu, yeah. Zizu, Zizu with the cat. Nazi killer. Zizu. Guys, have a great evening. We appreciate you. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye. I love you. I love you. Take care. Brush your hair. <laughs> there it is. Ha, 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 ha.